0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of "I Am a Student of Life" with your host Christine Renee. I hope you guys are doing okay and well, and you are in a positive mindset. And even if you are not, it's okay to have moments where you are not your best, where you're experiencing self-doubts, where you are feeling low, especially right now in the time that we are living in, and everything that we are going through socially uh, with the this uh, global crisis that we're experiencing and it's okay also if some days you feel challenged and you feel overwhelmed but today I want to talk to you guys about the power of words and how that have affected me on a personal level throughout all my life and uh, all that I actually can think of or my way of thinking, my way of being, my even my perception of life. We all know that words are powerful and they do have energy and they have the ability to help, to heal, to hurt, to harm, to humiliate or even too humble and when we consider that words is a very powerful force and we know that now that's why people are putting so much emphasis on the importance of knowing how to communicate, how to talk, how to speak, because it helps us uh, create connection with others. It helps us being understood. It's also uh, a way to express our emotions for us to, to find balance in what we are saying and also how we are connecting to one another. It's our universal way to connect on a deeper level when we can understand each other, when we can verbalize what we are saying, how we are thinking, how we are feeling, how we even understand things. And growing growing up, words have a very negative, uh, actually, impact on my life because I grew up in a culture where of course unfortunately they think the best way to raise you is to give you tough love and by tough love i'm talking in a way where even the way that people would speak to you it has to be in a very dominant and aggressive way when you were a child and then you have no better understanding on life and then how things are working and how you're supposed to be your personality your self-esteem your self-worth haven't even forged yet and you were trying to figure that out uh, as you are growing up When people around you, unfortunately, if they are not well equipped to know how to speak to you, how to talk to you, because themselves also, that's that's how they were raised, right? Because uh, our parents were raised in very difficult times where, unfortunately, they were struggling with a lot of things and they have to figure things out as they are going. And, And this is something since I became a mother and a parent, I can actually understand better because nobody really tells you exactly. Yes, you hear things from books, you read things from books, uh, you have specialists studying you things, but you can only understand things how you're experiencing them. And becoming a mother myself, give me a different perspective on not knowing. Now, of course, because I am um, Uh, more aware and then of course we are in a a generation that actually has more possibilities and we are more educated more more connected to certain things on different levels where now we learn certain things we know certain things so we can do better because when we know better yes we are going to do things differently but what happened to to the previous generation before us like uh, our grandmothers our parents and then in the way they were they were raised right and culturally they'll they will tell you yes tough love it's the right way to keep your children on track to keep them disciplined uh it's actually in a very military way to be raised where they have to uh not only they don't speak to you in a soft gentle ways but they don't install uh confidence in you it's mostly fear right because me I grew up fearing things so the way that unfortunately my parents would sometimes try their best of course but in the way that unfortunately words that were used growing up were mostly instead of being a seed that would instill self-esteem in me, self-worth and self-value and confidence, it instilled fear. I was always afraid. I was always fearing because when I would hear someone speaking in, in a certain tones, right? If it's uh, very aggressive, if it's loud, if if they are yelling or screaming to explain the basic things of uh, of you, and then also the words that your parents choose to speak to you in a way they are speaking to you, how they are verbalized things to you, uh, how how they verbalize things to you and how they say things to you affect you. And you start to believe those things, right? Even if they are correcting you, when you tell your children all the time, well, on a very, um, dominant aggressive way, well, you can't do this. You can't be this. You won't do this. You're not supposed to do this. Or you get, constantly a reminder of how they speak and it's always ag- aggressive it's even like you feel attacked instead of being understood you feel hurt instead of feeling healing and you grow up fearing even yourself not knowing exactly how to navigate your own emotions because it's never soft it's never sweet uh it, it's never like um not in a way because they think like not only they don't want to make you weak but also they think like fear is the best way for you to listen to understand when it's not like they said it's not how you what you say it's how you say it right so if you all right now I know we tend to duplicate and we tend to reproduce things from our childhood when now we are adults ourselves and we try to, of course to do the best way that we can in the in the best way that we know but we forget that when we are speaking when we are perfecting our speech or the tones that we use to speak to people and of course we have to learn to do that we don't necessarily because me i grew up thinking well in order for me to be heard in order for people to take me seriously I have to be aggressive when I'm speaking. I have to speak loud and firm and scream. And then now I find myself in situations when I am in relationships or in friendships or whatever relationship. Or if I have to say something, if I have to feel like I want the other person to listen, I have to scream. I have to yell I have to be aggressive in the way that I'm saying things and it's something that I'm working on right now because it's something that wasn't taught to me and how to speak properly And I do see, even until today, I do see my parents navigate their way. They're trying their best, of course. But there's things that we as a family still need to correct in the way that sometimes we speak to each other. We get better at it on how we communicate, of course. We both have, like, uh, we all have our different personalities, right? My mom is mostly the person that actually, the voice of reason, as I call it, because she has a way to temper, um, uh, to actually... Uh, understand my my father's tempers when my dad is more like uh impulsive and then he he's more like hype and, and he's loud and even when he's joking my father is loud so in a way uh I never really grew up seeing my father like being soft when he's speaking because unfortunately we know trauma get transferred and from one generation to one another because they were raised in certain ways they they were raised with tough love with aggressivity and then in a way of discipline in a form of discipline in in their education right so it, it it's 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 for them it's it's familiarity for them it's it's normal right to reproduce the same thing because for them they're like well my parents taught me this way maybe I've learned this way and then maybe that's how I'm gonna raise my children to to learn and to understand life and of course when you are growing in a society that is as judgmental as the one that we are living in when they judge you on on your your social status on your uh, academic uh, performance and then when they Uh, actually judge you on the color of your skin, when you grow up in a culture where you are automatically judged by the fault because of the color of your skin, for example, your parents will think like by being giving you tough love they are preparing you for the world of course we know it now when you become an adult you see that the world is actually it's a jungle it's it's made made the strong survive I and mean, everybody's trying to strive everybody's trying to to give their best and be their best and become their best so when you when society are, are already telling you that you are at disadvantage based on the color of your skin you'll have to prove yourself even more you have to make sure that you you highlight yourself in ways where you have to 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 work as twice as hard as anybody else to prove yourself to be something to even have somebody look at you and tell you that you were worthy right because people are seeking approval and validation through everything. And we think that if society doesn't approve us, if society doesn't validate us, therefore we don't worth nothing. We don't mean nothing. And we forget that self-esteem and self-worth start from home. It's, it's all start from home, right? Because as much as your parents want to prepare you for the world, as much as they want to Give you uh, balance and then make you have like uh, thick skin because they want you to to not be vulnerable to certain things. But they forget that in the way that they are uh, install like words and the way that they speak to you, also they can cause you damage. As much as the words can 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 be a seed and create the best thing in you, they can also be used as a bullet to destroy you, destroy yourself. What? Because if you don't have confidence from from home, how are you going now to get outside of the uh, outside and then be? We're supposed to be in in the world and then have the self confidence that you need to have. When that wasn't even built from home, they actually break that from home, right? Because your parents think like, okay, well, kids are different. Some kids maybe needs more time to understand or to listen even more even as a parent myself I know how challenging it is to educate children to teach children because you have to repeat yourself many times you have to say things differently and sometimes as much as we want to be the best do our best and then we are going to make mistakes we are going to fail we have that fear not to like install certain stuff in our children that can actually make them feel a certain way or even harm them psychologically or hurt them in a way we are trying our best we can not be perfect at everything as we are all work in progress and we are learning but how we speak to our children how we talk to them what the words that the words that we speak to them that we install in them can either make them or break them and that is something I think we now have a responsibility to take upon us uh in the way that we are educating our children in the way that we are speaking to them because the words that we are using to speak to them have powers even when you are telling your children not to do something. You have to make sure you are communicated in a way where they understand the why they shouldn't be doing it. Have more patience. I know it's easier said than done because kids can test your patience. I'm there and I'm I'm experiencing it uh, every single day on how to be patient and I think if it's one thing that my children are teaching me right now, it's patience and I think all parents can relate to that where you have to learn to be open-minded and be patient as much as you want and choose otherwise, because just because I grew up like having my parents all the time, if they have to discipline, if they have to say things, they have to, to say it in a way where they, they, they feel like they are, they are the pressure, right? Because you, 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 you listen to them like speaking, you fear them instead of like, gore a profound admiration and respect you don't want to grow up in fearing your parents because therefore now you're creating distance between your children and yourself because when your kids are growing up now they don't feel safe enough to come and talk to you because if you want your kids to go With self-confidence in the outside world and and have all the tools that they need when they are facing challenging, when they are experiencing certain things, for them to feel comfortable when they need advice or even when they are going through things or phases in their life, they're not going to be comfortable to come and talk to you and open up to you. And, And it's something that I'm very sensitive to right now with my children of course you want your children to know there are certain things those boundaries in every type of relationship you're going to have there will be boundaries and education starts from home manners start, start from home you can teach your kids good manners without feeling like you have to 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 be aggressive in the way that you are communicating that to them uh, and also now I am very sensitive to it because I don't want my children growing up fearing me We don't have to fear our parents. You can respect your parents and have a healthy conversation with them. Feel safe enough that if you're going through something, have open conversation. Because parents don't understand that the more you're going to make your children fear you, right? You're not only creating distance, but you are breaking the the, the bond that links you, the bond that makes your children feel safe to come to you and talk to you and be open, even telling you the truth, right? Because they will tell you, like, you're not supposed to lie. You're not supposed to hide things. But if you don't feel safe enough to come and then talk to your parents in a way where you feel comfortable. You feel like you're not, not only that, but you know that despite everything, they are not going to judge you. Even if you are in the wrong, they are there to guide you, not to punish you. Because using punishment and aggressivity uh, in a way where you feel like, well, you, you have to do that for your kids to look up to you in a certain way. I I didn't want to grow up fearing my parents. I wanted more like a way where I could feel safe because that could have prevented your children from a lot of harm from life, a lot of hurt from life if they feel safe enough to come and communicate to you to open up to you to sit down because if nobody because if you're hearing no all the time you're not supposed to do this you're not supposed to do that without having the understanding of not knowing why because I know a lot of culture right people are growing up and they do have their children and when your parents the easiest answer is when you ask but why and then of course kids you know how annoying we can be how annoying we were and now we have if we have children we know how annoying that can be when your children are going to ask you a question 20,000 times and you have to answer but even sometimes you don't even have the answer or if you're disciplining your kids and then you say something and then they're challenging you and they're asking you but why are you doing this You said, because I said so because I said so how many times we hear parents telling their their kids because I said so instead of taking their times to communicate, to sit your your kids down and to try to explain things in the simple way, the best way that you can. And if you don't have the answers, don't be afraid to tell your children, I don't have the answers. I'm trying to figure it out myself out. Mommy, your daddies are trying their best. We're trying to understand. We are learning as we go and then make your kid understand that you also are flawed and then you you have your, 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 your flaws and then you're trying the best that you can to do things the best way that you know, right? So when you are communicating with your children, when you are using words, you have to use words also that can manifest and install seeds in them that can strengthen them, that can actually boost their self-confidence and then give them positive criticizes because we love parents love to criticize everything that you are doing right they love to tell you oh you can't do this or you can't do that or you think you're doing this the wrong way but give your children positive criticisms when you are saying something even if it's something that like you want them to correct about themselves say it in a way where you can tell them even though you're doing this wrong you can still improve in what you were doing. You can still be better in what you are doing. And tell of making your children feel like how incapable that they are. Or like, because I, I, sometimes I know parents, they don't mean no harm, but they might say things to you that can make you feel like you cannot achieve nothing. You will never be good enough. And the worst feeling in the world, it's when you feel like you are growing up and even your parents doesn't like, look at you in a way where they don't even validate you they don't even respect you as a person they don't even respect your your choices your voice your taste or your personality and who you are because you know they're gonna tell you well you're gonna do this my way not your way but you have to learn also to understand we have our differences we have different um things that we like we have different ways of coping of understanding we have different ways of learning and you have to maneuver your your ways around all of that to learn to know to get to know your children to see what are the preferences what do they prefer the most the such things as as easy as that can be right your children can be growing up let's just say they don't like to eat apples for some reason they don't like apples because they don't like to 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 eat the flesh of it or to, to peel it they, they prefer like if you peel it for them they might eat it better but some kids they will say well I, I don't like apple I don't like apple but your parents will force you in by saying well you're supposed to eat apple because apple is good for you it's not because it's good for you doesn't mean like you don't have a preferences she may not like apple, or he may not like apples, but try to figure out what else does she loves as a fruit Like that can be good for her or for him. Maybe she doesn't like apple, but she loves strawberries. If my kids prefer strawberries and apples, I'm not going to force her to eat the apple knowing that she can make a decision also in, in terms that you have to give your kids confidence enough even into getting to know themselves, right? Because you are the first person teaching them are hard to be confident enough to even make choices for themselves. That's how you can prepare your children even better for when they grow up into society because they know who they are by even knowing what they like, right? For a long time in my life, if you would have asked me, Christine, what is your favorite color? I'd, I didn't know what was my favorite color because... I never felt like I could decide, I could choose, I could have preferences. Everything was either way forced. Everything was either because I said so. Everything was because like, look, the one thing parents love to say to their children, right? Which is maybe, maybe a common thing in in, in, cult, in different cultures. When, example, if you're eating something, you might have preferences. Maybe you don't, you don't like eating Uh, let's just say I don't know if you don't like uh, vegetables right we all know vegetables are good for you but you might not love vegetables for example maybe you love other things but you have to be willing to accept that you have one children maybe that doesn't like vegetables and screaming and yelling and then forcing them you are also teaching your kids to accept things in life, even when they disagree with it, even when they don't like it. They have to experience it. So when they say no for something, and then now you are forcing them, even when they saying no, they don't like something. I don't know if I expressed that to you guys. Maybe I think I, I spoke about that a little bit in one of my previous episodes when I was telling you I have my, one of my, 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 my daughters, the, the eldest, right? She loves to give kisses and hugs, but only on her terms when she feels like it. And I know me even growing up, right? When they will tell you, because in our culture, if you go somewhere, people tell you, go say hello to this person, but by embracing them or giving them a kiss. And I I remember personally, I used to hate that. I used to hate that because I would, the feeling that was left with me was like, I felt violated in a way where people would never respect my boundaries. And I was forced to do something I dislike. I hated it like when you meet strangers for the first time and then they will tell you, oh, go kiss this person to say hello. What if I don't feel comfortable enough to go kiss that person to say hello? I don't know them. And we are teaching our kids right, to, to, to fear strangers sometimes, to not be as open or if you don't know someone and then if somebody new comes into your life, you don't know them you don't know if you're safe with them. You don't know if you're not comfortable with them. But I remember when, especially in our culture, if they tell you to go say hi to somebody, like you can say hello politely. You can say, how are you doing? Or I'm good and answer in a polite ways, right? That doesn't mean like you have to give kisses. If, if the, in our culture, if there's a hundred people in a room, right? Let's just say you go to a party or a family reunion or something. Even if they are relatives, you can go in a room full of a hundred people. They would expect you to go and hug and kiss all the hundreds of them, no matter how uncomfortable that makes you feel like. And they might be relative, that doesn't mean they are close relative, that doesn't mean that you know them. But if you don't do it, they would take it as a sign of disrespect. And on top of that, there's a big chances that when you go home now your parents might scream at you discipline you in a physical way um and then now you ended up confused because you're like okay but i don't know these people why do i have to hug them why do i have to kiss people that i don't know and i don't feel comfortable around and instead of your parents sitting down and accepting like me i accept the fact that when i want to kiss my daughter when i say give mommy a kiss she would say no mommy I said okay, well you kiss me when you feel like it, when you feel comfortable enough. Because even me, I am her mother, right? At first, when she the first time she did that, as a parent, you like you feel some type of way, right? You like, okay, well, fine. Your ego got hurt a little because you're like, oh my gosh, she doesn't want to kiss me, and then like, no, and then I understand. Because sometimes out of nowhere, I might be doing something such as cooking or doing the dishes and then she would come and grab my legs and start like kissing mommy like (kissing) like blow kisses out of me out of nowhere but on her timing when she feels like she want to give you a kiss I don't have to reprimand her and go like no you should be forced or you should give mommy a kiss or even kiss her when she doesn't want me to kiss her And how do I make her know it's okay? By telling her. I tell her, baby, it's okay. You'll kiss me when you wanna kiss mommy, fine. I don't make her feel like she's doing something wrong because I want her to have that understanding of knowing that she also, even if she's a toddler, she still has boundaries. And that's how you teach your children young to have boundaries with people doesn't matter who you are. And that's why when we are speaking to our children, we have to speak with mindfulness. In a way that we can solidify peace and compassion into their characters. Because not only how we're saying things matters, but it also have a huge impact. on who they are becoming little on as person because whatever way that we speak we are also speaking life into them we are also speaking truth into them we are also speaking confidence into them instead of instilling fear self doubt low self-esteem we are building them to be firm in knowing who they are by the way that we speak to our children now even me on a personal level I am learning how to properly communicate because my thing is I feel like I have to scream or yell if i want my voice to be heard because i never felt i was heard or i was seen or else or valued growing up let alone known respected as a person in my preferences in my choices in who i am what happened When I was growing up now, I started to believe the words that I used to hear. I grew up in fear. I grew up with a lot of insecurities because of the way that I hear. People would normally speak to me. Now, even on a personal level, right? when someone is speaking to me in a way where like they are using a very aggressive tone, now I do have PTSD towards it. Post-traumatic stress disorder is real because I remember, I'll give you a little inside story, when I used to work as a broker, and as I would be speaking to customers, and the moment someone would start raising their voice, and I remember, like, I'm like, but I'm an adult. Why should I feel fearful of somebody raising their voice? And anytime someone would take a very firm, aggressive tones on the phone, I would start to shake not knowing why and suddenly i would become that little girl that was always afraid of hearing people screaming at her yelling at her and i would feel so little in the moment i would feel so small like voiceless powerless in the moment And I had to play a character, where now, when I have to respond back, I have to take my power back in the conversation. But I was terrified. Terrified that even sometimes after the calls, I would go hide in the bathroom, shaking with tears in my eyes, afraid because somebody raised their voice. I just wanted to hide and disappear because I felt in the tone that the people were using. As if like they were belittling me, as if like they were underestimating me, undervalued me. And I felt like they were overpowering me. It's something that I had to change. It's something that I had to work on. That I am still working on. But as a defense mechanism growing up, it made me feel like now I have to scream and yell when I'm communicating, when I'm expressing things, right? Right? Because on top of it, I am a passionate person by nature. So all that passion, all the, the rage that I grew up inside of, not feeling a sense of self, a sense of who I am, or decided what I like. And I realize a lot of, of the time, when you grow up in an environment that terrifies you, like I was just terrified. And I remember people used to tell me, oh my God, like I remember growing up with the People that I grew up with for my childhood, they would tell me the same thing. But well, you look so terrified growing up as if like you were scared because I was scared all the time. Now, how am I going to go and embrace life as an adult with confidence when I grow up to fear, when I grow up to not trust even my own preferences, my own taste and my own instinct and my own Ability to trust my gut feelings, to trust me. And then now that I am in society trying to function, trying to play a part, how do I build that self-confidence inside me now? I had to work really hard on that. And I'm still working on it. And I came to a point now, it doesn't even matter to me. What do people see in me? What I know is in myself. What do people can see my light? What do people like or dislike me? What do people support or doesn't support me? What I understand the journey that you are on right now is a personal journey it's a journey for you and sometimes you have to go alone in it so now I can change and as a mother as a parent now I can use the tools that I'm learning, all the things that I'm learning along my journey to correct what unfortunately maybe your parents, maybe my parents didn't know how to even do better. Of course, with time, my parents, they get better and I see progress in them and I'm proud of how far they, they came from. And I think also when you get into a certain age, you have to have the confidence enough to trust your children, trust them to take decision. Because if you raise them right, beside, yes, fearing outside dangers and things that unfortunately we cannot control, but if you educate your children right, you shouldn't fear their decision-making. You shouldn't fear their morals, because yes, people can have bad influences coming from one side to another. You cannot build your children's character and who they are. It's already forged in us who we are. So if you have kids, then and you're raising them, and then you are fearing for them to have bad influences, it's because it's already in them to be like that. As much as you want to jump on top of the roof and scream and yell, if what you are saying doesn't resonate with who they are, you will never go through them or connect to them in the level that you want to. Now, I have to apply certain rules in the way that I'm speaking to guide the way that I communicate with others. And I made it very mandatory for me when I'm speaking to speak the truth, to avoid exaggeration, to be consistent in what I'm saying, to address people in words that doesn't insult, belittle them, but in a way that they can feel that I'm being lovingly honest. Speak with manners, with respect, gentleness, and humility. Because words can either be a bullet that break you or the seeds that shape you. Because you cannot be talking to people in a way where you have to feel like you are superior, right? Because unfortunately, in our culture, our parents, when they're speaking to us, they feel like, well, I'm superior to you. Therefore, you're supposed to listen to what I say, the way that I say it, and then that's it. But what does that teach you when you go outside in the world and in society? People are going to manipulate you, talk to you in the same way, but where do you stand your ground? Respect have nothing to do with superiority. You can respect your parents, but you don't have to fear them. People can let you know their boundaries without being aggressive about it. Because the way that you are using your words they have to make people feel that not only that you are being supportive, you are being sincere, but you can build a relationship that can make them feel positivity. Because if you're re- repeating, repeatedly telling your children you are incapable of this, you are incapable of that, all you do is only pointing out and having... Negative criticisms towards them all the time, you're not boosting their self esteem, you're breaking it. As long as our kids know right from wrong, as long as they understand the value of respect and boundaries, We can communicate disagreement. We can install and educate them in ways. Not only we are forging their self-esteem we are building, but we are also preparing them to have a shield so that way when they go outside, when they go into society, when they go into the world to become who they are meant to be, to discover who they are, to be affirmative about who they are. The words that you speak to your children are the same words that can give them the strength that they need to succeed in life. Because if you grew up in a family where you feel like your voice didn't matter, who you are never mattered, you were not respected, nobody cares about your boundaries, nobody cares about your preferences. As much as we are trying our best, I'm learning through both of my children which one likes what, which one dislikes what, and I'm trying to respect that. One might love bananas, doesn't mean they both have to eat bananas if the other doesn't like bananas. I'll try to figure out then what else does she likes if she doesn't like the banana? What else does she likes besides if she doesn't like the apple? She might like like something. As much as they are eating and they are eating the good things for them, I'm okay with that. I'm not going to force her to eat a banana because I'm the prince and I want to feel superior. I'll be like, no, you're going to eat the damn banana because I said so what do you like? You don't like bananas? What else do you like? If banana was the only option that we had, that's another story because we know them well around the world. Yes, they're, they're, people are starving. People don't have certain privileges and all of that. But that doesn't take away your rights of likes and dislikes. words have power because if you are speaking positively the way that you are using words, you are going to attract positivity that's why now people, I see a lot of people doing that, they are having words of affirmation, they are having positive affirmations every single day they are speaking positively and kindly to themselves they are even doing words of encouragement it's powerful what you put out in the universe words is powerful because it's a frequency that you are understanding connecting to that can makes you believe things and feel things but it's also an expression expressions of those things so be mindful on how you speak, on how you talk to anyone and everyone. If somebody is highlighting something to correct in you, don't let your ego overpower the the situation. Learn to correct yourself. I'm learning to do that sometimes, even when I slipped in the way that I communicate or saying things. I'm learning to unlearn certain things that aren't healthy, that are not profitable for the life that I envisioned for myself. And that doesn't even align to the thing that I'm trying to manifest in my life right now. So be careful with your words as they can also serve as curse. When you are speaking, you are also, in a sense, casting spells over your life. What you say, how you say it. It's energy. So I wanted you guys to be cautious of that. If you are parents right now, or if you've done raising children, but even in the way that you are communicating in your relationships, in business, in everywhere, be mindful of the words that you are using. Because sometimes you might say something that might seem funny to you but it might be very hurtful to somebody else. And I know yes, people can have different interpretation of what you are saying. But make sure before you speak something, you are mindful and thoughtful about it. It's coming from a place of no harm, but good, positive energy that you're trying to to share and connect with other people so this is it for today i hope that can bring conversations among you among your families among that the way that you used to do things how are we supposed to change things how now we have a responsibility as a new generation now to break generational curse to break old patterns especially if they are toxic ones and we have to be comfortable with the idea of correcting ourselves, correcting who we are, correcting bad behaviors that are now impacting us and put our egos on the side so that way we can become a better person, we can build ourselves in better ways, and now we can raise children in an environment that they don't have to heal from. So this is it for today, guys. I hope you are in a beautiful, productive mindset. And even if you are not, it's okay. Give yourself some time to recalibrate, to recharge, and take time for yourself if you need to. Give yourself space if you have to. But remember, speak words of positive affirmations. cast positive spells over your life. So thank you very much for tuning in. And don't forget now you can support the podcast. If you go on the Anchor uh, application, there's a link where you can click and support and have a little donation just to support the show. I appreciate if you do. So that way we can grow together on this journey and become better person. So this is I am a student of life with your host Christine Renee and today it was about the power of words. Thank you very much until next time. Bye-bye.